Hey guys, Jared Syke Lawrence here, founder of modernflirting.com. And today I am with the one and only, the legendary Marnie the Wing Girl. So first off, so when I when I met uh, Marnie like years and, and years ago, I think it was in LA, and you were just kind of doing a wing girl service where you were just going out and literally like winging with the guys, helping them out. But you've obviously grown since then. You've really expanded your influence. You're like air or depression. You're just everywhere. So when I'm, I'm seeing no, you. people are telling me that they like people. I've been getting emails saying, "Please stop." Oh, we got a little technical difficulty. Froze there for a second. Second of all, that's really rude <laughs> that you're writing that. Anyway, but no, I'm just yeah. People have it, I have been everywhere. It's kind of cool. It's great. So why don't we? So we froze there for a second, but we're back here. Why don't we go into a little bit of the history there? How did you get started? Because there's not that many women in this industry. This is really uh inundated with men pretty much everywhere you look and you're kind of like a breath of fresh air coming from a women's point of view on how this works how we go through it all you got the the f formula i believe i've i've seen yeah. so how did you get rooted in all this how did you get started and what was the journey for you oh god well i made a joke at a singles mixer at a rabbi's house that turned into the rest of my life for me <laughs> and it's been an amazing journey i i literally was at this house that was supposed to be a singles mixer and mm -hmm. men and women were not mixing with each other. Men were on one side of the room, women were on the other side. Like so school. I started grabbing men oh. and helping them start conversations with women. And then I'd give them feedback. I'd tell them like, you know, what was going on inside the woman's mind that they were interested in. And when I got home, I had said to my roommate, I just had the best night of my life. I love doing what I did tonight. I want to be a wing girl. And he's like, yeah, that's never going to fly. Guys do not want advice from women. Because when I started at that time, it was only men who were providing advice to other men. And it was do you remember what year that was? 2004 or five. Oh, wow. You've been doing longer yeah, than so me. You're old school. Ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so everything was very underground at that point. It was yeah. done in layers. And like, it wasn't cool for guys to ask for help with, with dating advice. Um, and so he's like, yeah, that's not going to fly. And I didn't agree with him. I put an ad up on Craigslist and I had about 75 plus responses by the next morning. And so I started, I started being a wing girl and I would go out with men and I would help them pick up women. But what ended up happening was I would go on these outings as I called them, uh, with myself and another wing girl and actually got up to the point where I had hired 23 girls working for me. And what would happen was we would just end up answering questions from men mm -hmm. the entire time. Not that they didn't want to focus on interacting with other women that were there. That happened too. Right. But there were so many spaces that men were confused and frustrated by that they wanted a woman's perspective mm -hmm. on. Sure. And, and I was able to give that to them. And I think, you know, a lot of women don't tend to give trade great advice because they are advising from the wrong space that's, that the men who are asking the questions actually need the information from. So many women provide advice in their mind thinking, if I- Oh, you, you broke up there again. Uh, let's go back, you, you kind of broke oh. up there. A lot of women oh, asked to come from, the, come from the space of what? Repeat that last part. Oh, so I was saying most women provide advice coming from the space of, okay, I'm already attracted to this guy. What would I want him to do? Mm, yes. Very true. So it's hard for them to advise on a space where they're not attracted and not into a person and then be really ego free when giving information about what it is that they would want that would turn those feelings around. 
So for, yeah, for you to figure this out, did you like look at guys coming up to you who you weren't into at first and then started kind of like taking notice of and liking and you're like, okay, let me, what did he just do there? Like, did you, were you is that the method you're using or? The actual method I was using was that I had a lot of guy friends when I was younger who liked me and I didn't feel the same way towards them. So mm. I could understand it from my point of view. And I did have multiple situations where my male friends turned into something more. So I had my Got own it. life. I mean, I was really young when I started doing what I was doing. So at that point, I was just using my limited life experience, but it still was life experience right. at that point um, to provide answers to these guys. And now I've, I've interviewed nearly 7,000 women. I've talked to thousands of different experts from psychologists to um, anthropologists to sociologists. Like I've, I've talked to everybody. So I, right. I have a collection of information and that's where, that's where my advice stems from. So let's, so let's get into the guys listening, obviously a podcast, they wanted the goods, they want the tips. What do women and especially really attractive women ultimately want? How do we, these, how do these guys spark attraction with them? Oh, they just want a man who is, well, I'm not being a calm, cool and collected person. Yeah, my kids are screaming outside. This is like COVID world. Um, mm. But they want a man who is calm, cool, and collected and owns who he is, no matter what he looks like, no matter what job he does, right. uh, no matter what position he has in life. It's really just about owning who you are in the moment and for that moment. Here, I'm going to pause you for one second. Hold sure, on sure. And for the guys listening, I absolutely agree. I think we have so many different... Um, theories out there that only goes into looks or money, whatever. The idea of being calm collected is, is absolutely an essential ingredient. And when there's a, there's a article I, I read or a study done with Victoria's secret models, and I asked them to rank on a scale of one to 10, how important is this and this and this, and it was like humor and confidence and social skills and whatever. And the shocker, everything was a 10 out of 10 importance. Like the guy needed everything ironically except for intelligence intelligence got an average of six out of ten so well it's interesting because I, yeah. what, was, what was the video that i just did that was talking about oh it was like about being witty because wit is in line with intelligence but it's not necessarily intelligence so one of the lines from the videos that i wrote was like you know um uh, wit is a sign of emotional intelligence and social intelligence yes and those are weighed more heavily than actual like book smart intelligence. That's right. why you don't see, you know, lines of female fans throwing their panties outside of NASA. Like intelligence that's why, that's that can keep a girl on her toes goes a long way, goes a lot farther than intelligence that's like being Google. Like I feel like no, girls aren't because attracted to Google. What you, can, what you can provide later on down the road. It's still it's all tied back to biology. It just you know changes with the worlds that we have around us. So, so it's not about being able to go out and you know beat the tiger down and kill and kill the tiger for food, right? It's right. about now surviving in the the modern world that we have and the men who seem to display the attributes that will help them thrive in that world, not meaning make a ton of money, but thrive in that world are the ones that women are going to be attracted to. That is why things like humor and wit and social emotional intelligence are extremely high value right now. Right. Way, way more so than just intellect and looks. So this is so we I was being interviewed by a guy in a black belt community and I think I I convinced him to come over 
to the side a little bit because you know that mentality is is looks is the most important thing you got to get big and muscular and buff so from from your perspective from the girl's perspective how much do looks actually matter because they're because i mean they matter i don't want a big ugly disgusting man who does not take care of himself they absolutely matter they're the first thing that i see they're the first thing any woman sees and she wants to be proud of the man that she has in her arm but i will say that everything gets outweighed or the looks get outweighed by the other things and that man's physical appearance can start to morph for a woman i've had guys who have approached me where i'm like yeah that guy's not so cute then he talks to me and like literally his face shifts where wow, okay. he's like beaming really good looking person that i can't understand how girls aren't you know fighting me for him so mm. like looks can can shift and change and can come out more or can you know go back or decrease depending That's on it. so like the guy. actual physical look of the guy will like literally morph and you'll see him differently based on how he's making you feel Mm-hmm. that's yeah, incredible absolutely. i mean I, yeah. I, as a guy i can't i don't I know, know what that's like, like but, but you haven't had that yeah. before where you're talking to a woman and she's like kind of bitchy or maybe she's like racist or something i don't know something that comes out where you're like yeah you're not so hot anymore for the guy it's it's separate so it's like she's still really hot it's almost like it's a shame like god she's she so sucks. hot but right. but she's obnoxious like i can't stand being right. around her she's gorgeous like like it doesn't mean like her her physical appearance doesn't morph like that which that's like mind-boggling for me but it's so cool like that's how the you know girl's mind will operate but it will be like oh she's really gorgeous and she'll say something i'm like and she's cool it's like it's like the x factor it's like because for guys i I look at it for like with women attracting guys it's like sex triggers that could then lead to relationship triggers every guy's going for a girl it's like I want sex. She's really pretty. She's really hot. Cool. And then on that pursuit, and when the girl's sending sex triggers, she can do things that make trigger wanting a desiring a relationship where it's like, wait a minute, she's awesome in this way. And we have this in common too. Like, oh my God, I didn't think that for, and now it like goes into a whole nother right. category now it's like Bonus after bonus afterwards. It's not like that. I remember this guy, Jeff Lear, when I was 20 years old, and we were working on a film set together. This is when I was in the film world a long time ago. And I just remember thinking, oh, he's like not attractive for the first time that I ever saw him. Sure. And then we started working with each other and like every little joke that he would make that was super smart, um, like everything just elevated him. And by the end, I, I was like staring at him all the time. All I wanted was for him to ask me out, like kiss me. I, I became kind of obsessed with him during right. this shooting period of week of a week that we had with each other. And I just thought he was so adorable. Like his face glowed to me. That's how I felt. So, so what triggered that, that? How did that turn around for you? Like, or, or what can guys do to make that happen? We talked about being calm and, and owning, you know, everything. Yes. Like, and, and I know that that's like a, a very like loose answer for most people. They're like, I don't know what that means, but and to to obtain that kind of character and demeanor there is a lot of work that needs to be done sure. where you have to figure out who you are what your wants are what, what you're willing to ex- accept what you're not willing to expect what boundaries do you have um learning different skill sets like how to talk to women how to have a good conversation like all of those things are are what gives that calm, cool, collected space of confidence. You have to acquire many things to become more of what I've listed, you know, in, in the very beginning. It's, it's not a collection like, of skills. 
collected. Like it, yeah. it's, it's, I, I know I, that's like a really rude thing that I said. I'm just like this really, you know, grand loose answer, mm-hmm. but overall you, you just have to know who you are, own who you are and not let it be rattled by an attractive woman where you throw all of that out of the window. Gotcha. As soon as you do, we're going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen you talk about the F formula. Is the F formula a, what you, t- you describe, what, what exactly is that? How does that work? Actually, yeah. for so many years, I was trying to figure out like, how do women like to be flirted with? I, I was trying, like, I'm, I'm very into systems and I like breaking mm-hmm. things down into little bits of information so that people can learn one thing and then jump to the next level. Sure. That's how I, I learn as well. If it's too big of an idea, I'm like, ah, I don't want to do it. It's too, it's too hard to accomplish. Yep. So I really wanted to break down the process of flirting for people. And I hired this uh, girl named Marissa. And she was just so amazing at teaching men how to flirt. Like I could give them the lines to say or like reactions to say, but she was really good at, at all of the, the nuance and the just like every little tidbit of information like what they needed to be able to to flirt so she would coach guys in person and over the phone on how to actually flirt and after she had done it with like 20 guys let's say i was like can you create a program that can actually teach people how to do this out of you know the comfort of their own home obviously applying it in the real world and she's like yeah i can totally do that so she created this program that lays out the three phases of flirting and attraction and teaches men how to flirt in a way that women respond to. It doesn't teach you how to be a wimp. It doesn't teach you how to, you know, make polite jokes with women. It's, it's like what really works on women and what gets under our skin and gives us that feeling of excitement to be around. You. So she teaches you how to ride that emotional roller coaster that we women need. I, I, I love the word flirt. I mean, modern flirting, obviously. I, I love the idea of flirting because when we... <laughs> When we first got into this, you know, I got into around 2006, you're saying about 2004, 2005, flirting wasn't even a thing. Like no one's talking about flirting. Everybody's talking about, it's all seduction. It's all like the value you're given. It's all like, there's no joking. There's not even playful. Like there wasn't even like talking about humor. It was very much like, you know, make not to go off a pedestal and look really, really, really cool. Like that's basically all it was. So when I went around, I started talking to people and I'm like, well, what about flirting? Where does that come into place? No one had a real answer. No one could define it. No one could really break down what actually is flirting. So I would love to hear your definition. It's your, your adult um, play. It's adult play. That's what it is. It's okay. a verbal, emotional, subconscious play that everybody should be doing on a daily basis with every single person around them. And then depending on who it is and what permission you've been given from them, then you escalate to different phases so that it's not so innocent anymore, but you can take it to another level. So, and you said there's three phases in your system. There's three phases. And initiation, escalation, infatuation. I forget, this is Marissa's thing. Okay, Um, we gotta get Marissa on there next (laughs) Initiation, escalation, infatuation. Okay. So the initiation phase is like flirting that you can do with every single person and what you should be doing with every single person. As soon as you meet them, you should be playful with them. Okay. Right. The person at the grocery store, uh, your aunt and uncle, there's nothing sexual about it. It is just being open and being playful. And that is actually the stage that most people have most issues with. And a lot of anxiety with that, obviously. 
so much anxiety. Yeah. And the reason they, they can't do the later stages or phases is because they haven't given themselves permission to do this first phase with everybody around them. So they're like, okay, I'm being kind and nice and I'm talking to this girl and now I want to escalate. But they, they don't have like a playful rapport going on to be able to go on. It can make them uncomfortable that. if they go to escalation too fast with the girl. Yeah, because then if, if you escalate, it's like, whoa, I didn't even know you wanted to be there right, right. now. Like I've had, that was the one example that my friend just told me recently. She was on a date with somebody and they were just like talking about their kids. Um, both of them are recently divorced. They were talking about their kids. And then he like got a glass of wine and like did something with licking his lips and then made some sort of really over the top flirty comment. And she honestly just felt scared. That was her first reaction. And good. she just shut down immediately and had to end the date because she just felt like it was, we're having a nice chit chat, connecting about our children. And then you jumped to some like sexual innuendo about right. that. Some, I don't actually know what it was. I forget now, but it was it like- was creepy. It, was, it, was, it was over the top. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you do the three phases, then you can go to that space and you know when you have permission to do so. So when I do these interviews with the podcast, I try to like imagine what the listener is thinking right now. And I've got to believe a lot of them are thinking, so what's a good way to initiate? Give us like what everybody wants that line, that opener, that whatever. Do you have a favorite one that you like or is it all situational? It's, it's all situational. It's not really like I have a specific line. I do have... Um, a method for starting conversation with women that does get you into that free flowing space that okay. can eventually lead to banter and being playful. So I use the method called OSA, which is not like most typical advice from a lot of people where they say to ask questions or they have a specific opener that they give to a woman to start the conversation. OSA is making an observation sharing about the world around you and then pulling a woman into your world by asking her a question so that you establish yourself as comfortable, safe, mm -hmm. and a leader because you're the one who's leading the conversation instead of trying to get her to lead the conversation through the questions that you're asking. So you make an observation, you share about the world around you, and then you pull her into your world. And then when she is pulled into your world by giving her response, that's when you start the playfulness where you can make a joke about her response or you can banter about something that she says. And maybe it's not in the first couple of sentences because there's nothing to really riff on, but within those first few minutes, you can find something to take it up to that level where you can play. And that's where in the F formula, she teaches you how to find right. the different associations so that you can say, ah, oh, that's kind of funny or that can be kind of flirty or this can kind of happen here. It's, really? it's, a, it's a great program. People love it. It's like it's like rewiring your brain to like, it's like a, like a workout to start seeing and connecting dots that you might not have seen or connected before. Yeah, but then it also makes the world more fun, yeah. right? Especially right Enjoy. now, like, right now it's not so fun. It's like boring and mundane and blah, blah, blah. So you got to make it playful in some way. Do you find that's uh, like one of the biggest issues with a lot of the guys you work with is just that they really are just too either too logical, too serious. They're like, yes. what What are the big things you notice? They're like, oh my God, men who are listening to this, stop X, Y, Z, stop these things. What would you exactly say? Exactly what you said. They're too serious, they're too linear. Um, they don't know how to expand on their thoughts. They speak in data points rather yeah. than going to the level deeper that women require to have a good conversation to connect to somebody. Um, so, I mean, I help men with all of that, but, but those are the biggest uh, challenges. It's really just shaking somebody 
to not be so serious. And the, the, the best piece of advice that I can give to anybody who, who does notice that they're in that space right now, they're too serious, or they always want to talk about um, like really profound things, which is fine, but it doesn't really have the ability to let loose a little bit and be mm. a little bit playful. Sign up for an online improv class right now. That's cool. That's going cool. so available. It is where I learned about making associations, developing my wit, learning what words I can play on, learning how to work with people in conversation. Um, that was the biggest foundation for all of my flirting skills and conversation skills in general. I would have fun with improv. I've never done like improv, like proper improv, but I did do stand up comedy for a while. Like oh, amazing. coming up okay. with it. Yeah. And it, it's a it's whole nother rush. <laughs> It is. I mean, I, I have my script. I did do some crowd work and that's like kind of improv. You never know what the audience is going to do, but like, it's, it's definitely a whole nother level of, of interaction and, and taking on a spotlight. I just love doing anything that gives me anxiety or fear initially. Cause it's like the only way for me to grow is to like, just attack it, go into it and bask in that shit. Like that's, that's the best way I can put it. That's amazing. I, I, I wouldn't say that I seek out those things, but when I do find them and I do have that feeling, I, I, I love it as well. It gets tough to a certain degree. It gets to a point where it's like, I don't like what's going to cause me anxiety. What's going to, the most recent I had it was funny enough with my dog with Cupid. I've never taken him on a plane before. I was driving to San Diego and I'm like, I have to go through customs with him. I have to like, do I get ahead by my lap? What if he shits in the plane? Am I prepared for this? And I'm like, Oh my oh, God. This is Every time I go on a plane, I hear you. <laughs> But like, I, I was never used to it. So I was like, oh my God, this is anxiety again. Holy shit. Yeah. I, now I got to take them on. And like, it, it was almost like a drug of like, this is what it feels like again. I, I, I remember it. Like, it was just really. Yeah, you feel alive. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it allows me to have more like that empathy for the student again. Because again, I've been doing this for 15 years to like deal with that kind of stuff. So when I would stand up for the first time, I was like, oh my God, this is what it's like. Or the first time doing public speaking. So I definitely mm -hmm. love seeking that kind of stuff out to like, bring it to my attention again and expand that, that comfort bubble. And, uh, well, and the nice thing it probably does is that it reminds you is that that feeling goes away the more that you do it. And it's fun and, to and conquer that's it. For so many people, right? Because mm -hmm. they have so many things associated with women and interacting with women that they've already got this whole negative space yeah. around dating relationships, whatever. And then to pile on top of that, that they're trying to learn new skills with this gender that they're already kind of disgusted by or fearful of or whatever it is, it does, it does become, you know, very overwhelming. But the good news is, is that the feeling goes away and you get better at it yeah. as you learn and practice, which is cool. Do you, do you keep up to switching gears a little bit? Do you keep up to date with, you know, the pill movements and like all this stuff being talked about in the seduction community or the industry no. at all. None of that. Cause I, I was going to be curious if you feel like with me and what people present to me, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not going out to, no, I'm not. I, I have, I, I did, um, an interview with, um, like a leader from MGTOW about a year and a half ago. And that was my first introduction into that world, I, I'd heard of the incels, I've heard of the red pill, right. I've heard of all of that world, black so, hats, whatever. Black pill, so I mean, I'm curious what your take on all that is or what you've seen or- Well, when I heard about it, when I read about it, mm -hmm. I was like, MGTOW sounds amazing. This sounds so enlightened that these men are just like, nah, I'm done with women. It's too frustrating for me. I'm gonna go my own way. I'm gonna go, you know, to Hawaii and meditate and be in a men's circle. That is not what it is at all. 
like the, the written mission statement for that community is not what it is in practice. Um, it's just a lot of hate and anger and frustration. And I, I feel really sad uh, for the people within that community because I think that they don't have enough positive voices steering them in a better direction that can, they don't have to deal with women, but they don't have to be so angry either. And I, I also feel somewhat unnatural to say for the rest of my life, I'm not gonna deal with women, acknowledge women, have anything to do with women. Like that's, that's hating up because it's hating on a group essentially. It's imagine somebody said that for Jews, so take women out of it. They're like- If they said about Jews went on their own and did that, I, I really wouldn't have a problem with it to be honest. I don't need to go educate every single person on like the benefits of me and Jewish people. Like, so- Fair, what an effect, uh, fair, what an effect like, like us, it's just, they can never appreciate or enjoy socializing with you. Obviously it's a much smaller subset, but you're talking about half the population they're just taking out and not okay. enjoying their own- Right, and I agree. But I feel like many men who are in that space, and listen, if they, if they want to learn how to open their eyes, totally, totally on board with helping them, enlightening them, coaching them. Um, but for a lot of people who have been really hurt by women, like let's say you grew up in a household where your mom abused you for your, for your sure. entire life. You have such anger towards women, which I get. Do I think that everybody needs to go on some like major path to, to forgive every woman in the world? No, if they're just like, listen, I don't like women. It's not my thing. Other things make me happy. I'd rather not interact with them. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. It's when anger comes into place and when they put people down. I just, don't, they, I just yeah. don't see how that can't turn into anger. Like, like people can say, I don't want to deal with women. And I'm giving, like that by itself. Sure. Like if, it, if you don't want it, if you're, for example, like if someone's like, I'm asexual. I get yeah. that. If you're truly like coming out and you're like, I'm asexual and I have no desire to date or be with women or anything like that, cool. Like that's like that I understand. But if you're not, and then, it's, then, it's, then it's repression. Now you're just like repressing this thing, which bottles up into frustration, hate, resentment. It's like ups, uh, regret that now like a year or two has gone by and you haven't done any dates, been with any girls. You're like, maybe there's something actually wrong with me. Like, I feel that's gonna bottle up, especially as a guy. Well, that's why I was saying as a concept, I thought MIGS house sounded great. I literally thought it was just like this supportive group of men who just were like, right. oh, we're doing our own thing. We're going to go build a house and just enjoy life that way. That's what I thought it was. And like without women, we can focus on higher pursuits. And like, oh my God. <laughs> so, without men, the things that I could accomplish, oh my yeah. God. Amazing. So I get it. I totally understand. Um, so yes, I think as this like beautiful concept, it's wonderful. But I completely agree with you that if it's something that's, hurting you and you're bottling up and it's it's you know coming out in other ways yeah that's not healthy and that has to be worked on or worked through what uh with are you still doing like one-on-one -on -one work with the guys are you doing like group no. stuff so it's all just uh the f women of product I, I assume then oh so yeah so i so i i am not i do a lot of well i guess i do one-on-one -on -one. i do email coaching for people um, but I have like a whole bunch of other girls that are working for me now who do, I have like every three months, um, we do, a, a large, like group eight week intensive. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also have master, this is starting from last year. I've only done a couple of these. We have masterminds that come out every one to two months. We're just starting to do them now. And so that is like a, a, a group training for an evening on a specific topic. So like last month we did an online dating 
mastermind that was four hours so, long. So the fun. girls you hire, whatever, they come in and they, they'll teach a topic to the guys for that night or for the one day or so? Or? Yeah. Okay. Do, do they still, well, I guess obviously Corona and whatnot, but before this, is it, do no. they go out with the guys at all or no? No, we're not doing that. I haven't done that in 14 years. Um, but I will have, I did, I did have, well, actually that's not true. I was doing boot camps. Um, I, I was having live coaching where it was one-on-one. -on -one. I wasn't having like group coaching or three days of group coaching. It would be like two hours or three hours of individual one-on-one -on -one work. Got you. So most of them here correctly, most of you, it's like they can sign up to do a uh, evening or a class or whatever with one of the girls I guess you have different girls in different cities I'm assuming or they have to fly to them like sorry cut out for a thing for a second but I'm assuming you said it's just pro oh now I'm unstable um so so mainly they just there's I have about 14 different programs uh that people can do on their own at home and then there's a uh large Facebook community that they can be a part of to get support and advice and they have you know free lifetime access to that What's the key? So I'm guessing you're seeing it in a group or whatever. Just like guys are asking questions, guys are running, you know, using your systems, trying to be more playful, initiating these uh, conversations. What are the key things you're noticing uh, guys asking or having issues with? You find you. I think the biggest issue that I see is men understanding when women are not interested. So let's I go into see. that. So what what should a guy do if he sees a girl's not interested at first? Is he just walk away like? I mean, he's got to pull back a little bit. He has to reassess what it is that he is doing. So for example, if he is too available, if he's contacting her too much, and it depends on, you know, at what stage of the interaction, she's sure. not being responsive. And so I do find that anytime that you pull back and you are not really taking the lead to initiate conversation continuously, that is the way to potentially get her to start reaching out again. And then the follow-up to that is that if she does start to reach out again, you have to mirror her responses so that if she writes you after three days, when you wrote to her on Tuesday, Hey, what are you up to this weekend? And she writes back on Friday. Oh my God, I'm so busy. Like I didn't realize your text. You don't write back and say, okay, totally cool. Well, what about next weekend? You wait till after. And listen, it, it may be that you guys never match up, but it could be one way to get her back on, on the Friday. You don't respond back. You wait till Monday, say, oh, you know, sorry, we missed each other. Hope you had a great weekend. That's it. And then she's the one who has to keep the conversation going and make the effort to get it back to where it was before. Once it's at that stage, then you can start replying again. But again, she might, you know, run away again. If you, yeah. most often it's a sign she's not into you. And that really, you should just say like, okay, I, I, I don't need to be spending my time on somebody that's stretching out, getting together by two to three weeks. It's just, it's a waste of time. Do, do you feel, so, I mean, that's with texting. Let's say um, a guy meets a girl in a, in a bar club, or let's say he's introduced to her at a party, for instance. Uh, do you believe like there's different leagues? Like if a girl looks at a guy, like this guy's not in the same league as me, that guy has no chance. Is it that he just has to start it the right way and it's the only way? If if the girl's not into him initially, can he turn it around? I never understand leagues. I think everybody is in everybody's leagues, right? Okay. But you have to know what your own league is. Are you awesome and interesting and exciting and have really cool things to say? Then you're in the same league as somebody who also has the equivalent to you. So I, I'm not really sure how to respond to this. 
So if you're in a club and you see somebody who you're very attracted to and you think looks cool based on the way that she's been interacting with her friends or does, don't even care if she's cool, she's just really attractive, right. then you can approach her. There's there's no like, uh, you're not good enough to be talking to me because you are you should know you're good enough to be talking to anybody mm. that's in there. She's not good enough for you if she's having those thoughts about leagues. I mean, that's how I think about it. And so that's, you, I feel like, how you have to think about it as well in order to have the confidence to go up and approach that super hot girl at a bar or a club. So, so you're a believer of that whole, like, you know, you have to have the I'm the prize frame. You got to see yourself as a prize for the person. Now, is there exercise? That she, but she also is a prize as well. That's something that's a little bit yeah. different where other people come from. So, yes. So is there mental, because if a guy is like, well, I've been a virgin or every girl I've talked to rejects me or this is all, like he obviously had a lot of bad experiences. Is there mental uh, exercises or things that you suggest to get a guy to start seeing himself in this way when he's like, well, all the data says girls think I suck and they don't like me. How can I possibly think I'm a prize? Change the data. So that's not focusing on what these girls are telling you. Change the data so that you can find the confidence in other spaces. So if you're looking at, I'm trying to like think of a metaphor in some way, but like if, if for some reason I feel like I am not good at uh, interacting with women, I'll, I'll make a list for myself of data points that show the, the other things that I am great at, but then the other things that are closely related to interacting with other people. Like I am really good at conversation with people. I am like, you just have to change the, the data and then work on the things that are lacking so that you right. can see it clearly because you get really lost in, oh, but I had this one situation where this girl like, you know, turned around when I said hi to her. Okay, well, that's one situation. How can you change your conversation skills? How can you change your appearance? How can you change things up? And how can you change your mentality to focus on the other five amazing things that happen versus just that one negative thing that happened? Would you say the the kind of skills and the things that you change up in order to get the girl is the same needed in order to keep a girl? Because now if you're actually dating her, how does that play, play into it? That's a really broad question. They're not the same things. They're more of the same things for sure. You have to keep those things up. I think any any guy that is going to have interests of his own and keep having interests that you can do together once you get into a relationship, those things are always going to be appealing to women unless they overpower that man's life. Like I have a lot of female friends who hate how much their husbands like sports um, because it, it overpowers their lives and distracts them from giving special time to their wives so that their the wives don't feel special. So there, this is like a whole other conversation um, about relationships, but there are, are ways to lead an interesting life, but also include the person that you are dating or married to at that time so that they're a part of that excitement as well. Well, we're getting into relationships. What would you say is the key things that make a successful relationship keep attraction alive in a relationship? Uh, being present for a woman. I mean, okay. that's a huge thing. Do you think guys are usually like when they get the girl, lock her down, they get too into their head, their own little world, and they're just not, not even getting into their head? I think that they are single focused. So they've gotten the girl and they think she's going to stay there. Mm. Um, and then they forget to notice her. They forget mm. to see her. They forget the to appreciation. see appreciation. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I love that. The two key things I always tell my guys is, is appreciation and understanding. If you can nail those two things down, the relationship, the oh trust, God. communication, like it all flows. You can just even say, I understand how you feel. Oh my mm-hmm. God. That's like leading to a woman's ears. That's like the key sentence. Yep. Yep. Well, you understand how you feel. That must suck. <gasps> and then when things are going well, it's like, wow, I really appreciate so all that you do around here. It's like, really? Like, I think that's just a, those two things have okay. saved me with almost every relationship. Yeah. But also appreciating her for things she, she doesn't like not that she doesn't like doing, not only appreciating her for things that she doesn't like doing. I'm not even sure if that's being phrased the right way. So let me give you an example. I'm talking about appreciating her for the human and woman that she is, not like for for myself, not that I don't like to be appreciated for being a good mom or for doing lots of stuff around the house. I hate doing that stuff. I don't want to be appreciated for it. I want to be appreciated for the things that I really value within myself. Mm. So finding out what those things are from your woman about the things that she likes best about her and then appreciating those things or pulling them out of her. That's a whole that's, new level. That's, yeah. magic. that's great. That's great. About it. That's awesome. I did, I, that blew my mind. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, you can have a different levels of appreciation now. So that's awesome. So what's next for Marnie? Where do you see wing girl method going what do you see like you growing to next um well i do want to start getting into the space of relationships i think for a lot of that like i've been doing this for 16 years a lot of the work that i've done has been mainly focused on the beginning portion of attraction and i feel like i have enough experience now and enough uh, research under my belt personally and then with other women around me to now tackle that next space for many men which is now you're in the relationship let's keep her the let's dating coach her. relationship coach yeah so I think and I never I don't want to work with women at all I, I want to stay in this space why don't you want to work with women at all what because <laughs> we're crazy no I'm just joking. Right. um I, I I don't I I can offer advice to women that's a lot more sound because of what I, the work that I do with men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel I'm as valuable to women because I'm not a man. Like if my girlfriends have an issue with their husband or their boyfriend or a guy that they're dating, like my sister's dating a guy, I'll give her advice. And I feel like it's good advice, but if she wants solid advice, I point her towards my husband because mm-hmm. he's going to give her real advice. Gotcha. That, that is that I don't have to give to women. I can help them communicate and understand men a bit better, but in terms of like the motivation and the skill sets, that's not my area of expertise. So, yeah. yeah that's fair. Makes sense. Um, I guess, you know, all that's left is, you know, if guys want to learn more about you, they want to find out, you know, how to either attend one of these events or join your group, you know, what's the best way for guys to reach out and contact you? Well, they can go, there's a few spaces. They can go get the F formula, which we talked about by going to the flirtmethod.com and they can get a copy of the F formula to find out more about me and the F formula. Uh, they can also go to winggirlmethod.com, sign up for my free newsletters where I give daily tips, tricks, and techniques. And then also my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marnie Canaris, or you can just search wing girl in YouTube and you can go follow my YouTube channel. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Dropping bomb for relationships, for dating. It was it was great talking thank to you again. You. And so great to see you. It's been so long. My last memory of you mm -hmm. is at the EUA summit and me sitting on your lap for a picture. I mean, I have that picture. That's oh, why wow. it's I, I almost forgot that. Yeah. In six or seven, like so long ago. Crazy. And you're you're over in LA, right? Yeah. Where are you? Florida now. Fort Lauderdale. Okay, interesting. Where were you before? I'm gonna you I'm gonna pause for, I'm gonna pause recording. We're gonna catch up in one second. But okay. again, thank you so much for being on here oh, thank and you. for all the guys.